mainly obviously with the podcast and tonight I well is tonight for me is today from I guess it's midday. And so could you please introduce yourself on Mr. McLeod? Is that correct? I branched the name correctly. Yeah. Yeah, good morning. Um or good afternoon here. My name is Roy McLeod. I'm the media relations specialist here at the Canadian Museum for Human Rights, which is uh, located here in Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada. And it's a real, real pleasure to, to be chatting with you, Josh. Yeah, so how did this museum get, like, why was it founded? What's its purpose? Hmm. Yeah, the vision for the museum goes back now, I mean, over 20 years ago. Um, uh, an individual by the name of Israel Asper, or Izzy Asper, uh, had a vision for a human rights museum based, based here in Winnipeg. Um, and his, his story is really, really impressive and really interesting uh, as a really successful business person uh, here in Canada who wanted to make sure that he gave back to the community and educated people about human rights um, here in Canada without having to go elsewhere. Um, and so with that vision, with that desire to bring human rights education to Winnipeg, uh, Izzy Asper worked with uh, uh, the Asper Foundation to choose a site for the museum and help develop the vision for it. But unfortunately, he died fairly early on in that process. And so through his kids, and in particular through the work of Gail Asper and the Asper Foundation, um, the museum was built with a, an unprecedented fundraising campaign that brought in $151 million from donors all across Canada uh, to support the construction of the museum here in Winnipeg. Uh, and so we were uh, made a national museum in 2008 by a uh, federal act of the Canadian Parliament, and we opened our doors in 2014 um, as the uh, the first museum anywhere in the world solely dedicated to celebrating and furthering human rights on a global perspective. And so while there are lots of museums that look at individual human rights issues, and and lots of museums today as well in the uh, in the six years since we've been open, or the eight years that we've been open, pardon me, that look at uh, that look more broadly at human rights. Um, mm -hmm. we, we really do come at it from a global perspective. So with, with particular reference to human rights stories in Canada, um, we focus on human rights stories from around the world throughout our galleries, um, particularly drawing in on stories of human rights champions, people who've risked everything, who've taken actions to change their lives and the lives of others and further uh, the progression of human rights in our world so that more and more people can be protected and empowered more and more people can live their version of the good life um, with all the with all the uh, the dignity and rights that they're that they're due as uh, as human beings yeah and so how is um how is your experience like working at the museum different from compared to like working for an NGO or the UN or like how is it is it a different experience? Another the museum is a fascinating place to work. There's there's not too many opportunities um, for somebody like like myself with a background in politics and political studies to look at so many different human rights issues on the job. And so, you know, today I'm I'm working on an event happening in Vancouver next week. It's going to look at hate and racism in Canada today, how it expresses itself online, how it expresses itself in our institutions, and what we can do to challenge it. Um, and that's that's just this week. Next week will be something else. Uh, and and it, it is a really special opportunity, I think, here at the museum to get to be involved in helping realize those conversations that we really need to have about who we are and where we're going together. Um, because there's so many moments in life where 
we recognize that something isn't how is how it should be. You know, we hear discrimination. We hear people being being told that they're less than. Maybe not so explicitly, but in how society treats them, in the norms and structures we've set up, um, and that that really needs to change. And I think for for us at the museum, it's a it's a privilege to get to work with communities who are coming to us saying, "Hey, you know, we want to flag this important human rights issue. We want to raise awareness about this important human right issue, and we'd like to partner with you to do it." I mean, that's that's a real privilege. Um, for for us, you know, my my end goal when I come to work every day is to do something that furthers these important conversations. I think folks who get to work for for other NGOs, you know, working at the UN or working for an international human rights organization that maybe is involved in in you know refugee aid or refugee resettlement or you know any sort of advocacy work internationally, you know, that's a that's a special opportunity as well. Um, here, you know, we work really at the level of, of fostering ideas and building conversations and inspiring people to get out there and make change. Um, and, and, and hopefully like take up more opportunities to, to work with those international NGOs, to work in the international human rights sector um, to make a difference. Though I could equally say, you know, we, we, wanna, we also wanna try to inspire people to make change right here in their communities. There's no shortage of human rights issues here in Winnipeg. I'm sure there's no shortage of human rights issues in any city, any town, all around Canada. Um, and I think, you know, while we want to think at that global global scale, while we want to inspire people to connect their experience to the experiences of others elsewhere in the world, we also want to make sure that, you know, they look at their own backyard and they think, okay, well, how can I, you know, if I'm not going to go volunteer my time internationally or, or what have you, which most people will not do, um, how can I continue to make a difference right here at home? Yeah, and so... Has, your, has the museum done anything to like promote education on, on like the issues that the, dis, that the disability community faces? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so we try to maintain a pretty active dialogue um, with the disability community um, here in Canada. We've hosted sort of major exhibitions that that looked specifically at, at disability rights. One of them that I you know, come back to and is always one of my favorites is an exhibition that we hosted called Sight Unseen, uh, which was an exhibition of blind photography. So photography by blind photographers. And it created these really cool 3D models of photographs that were tactile. You could touch them and see the images that the photographer was capturing. And it used some really groundbreaking software and 3D printing uh, techniques to create these exhibitions. So that was a, that was a big marquee exhibition that we hosted uh, in our level one gallery, which is our big gallery space for for special exhibitions. So that that's one of the things that that we've done that really comes to mind. But in addition to posting online and 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 also like hosting events, which we do regularly that consider questions of disability rights, I think one of the things that the museum has done really intentionally is create a building that is as universally accessible as we can make it uh, at 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 the moment. So, you know, from the moment you come into the museum, you'll notice a few things. Like we, we don't have any curbs anywhere in the museum. Uh, everybody travels along the same path, whether you're using a mobility device or whether you're walking. Um, we, we try to make sure we have things like universally accessible washrooms. So things like counter heights, stall size, handholds, like, you know, really everything from everything that, that goes into the built infrastructure of a space. We've done our best to to make it physically accessible. And then looking at our galleries, you know, we, we maintain um, 
universal access points throughout the throughout the museum where folks who are maybe visually impaired can use a headset um, and can interpret more of the content around them. We incorporate Braille, ASL, LSQ into all our all our sort of physical installations as well as videos uh, throughout the museum. Um, and you know, we also looking at things like our our mobile app, which is also available in other fully accessible formats, and considers not just the visitor experience for somebody who um, has sight and has hearing ability, but also for folks who don't. Um, so we really try to take that perspective in our in the construction of the museum of like, how is it that we can make a space that just like how, how human rights are supposed to defend and empower everybody to ensure everybody's rights and dignity, we also have to recognize that and try to live into that principle in how we create events, how we create our gallery and visitor experience here at the museum. Um, there, there's an adage that that I like with our education programs, which is that we we create education about human rights, through human rights, and for human rights. You know, we want people to learn the facts. We also want people to experience the museum in a way that recognizes their human rights, that recognizes their inherent dignity, and then inspires them to go out there and be for human rights, to to take action in their in their classrooms, their communities, um, and elsewhere if they can. So 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 that's you know we think about what our commitment is to disability rights. It's really that experience of making sure that the visit of the museum here um, for folks who do live with disabilities is experienced through the lens of human rights and that this is a truly an inclusive, uh, inclusive time for everyone. Yeah, and have you like, has the museum worked with organizations that promote disability rights in the wider community like NGOs or anything? Yeah, absolutely. So we do work with Abilities Manitoba, um, and we also have done work in the past, and, and we'll be doing work very shortly with an organization called Manitoba Possible um, to host a press conference here at the museum next week. Um, one of the projects that we have on the go right now that I'm working on is a documentary shoot uh, sponsored by uh, Abilities Manitoba that is looking at uh, something called the Manitoba Developmental Center, which was a residential institution here in Manitoba where folks often spent their entire lives, uh, sometimes in, in less than ideal, often in less than ideal living conditions uh, because they were, they, they were born or developed disabilities throughout their, throughout their lifetimes and, and really challenging that residential institution model uh, that we know needs to change. And so that's, that's a video shoot that we're hosting here at the museum next week. And I think we're really blessed to have so many great partners in the community. So many folks who really do an exceptional job raising awareness about disability rights, uh, that we're often able to host events, um, participate in, you know, um, consciousness raising activities, whether that's like public demonstrations, public rallies, whether that's, you know, fun runs, for example, which we do every year as well with the disability community in Manitoba, quote unquote, fun runs, um, or other events that, that, that we're able to participate with and support in the community. Uh, we're really blessed that there's a, a really vibrant network of activists and organizers who are doing the work in Manitoba every day of raising awareness. And so we're, we're, we're blessed to have them as partners. Yeah, well, thank you, Mr. It's Pastor McLeod, right? Mr. McLeod, yeah. The other mm -hmm. thing I wanted to mention too, too Josh, is yeah. um, you know right from the beginning, we've been really fortunate to work with an inclusive design advisory council, which has recently take on, taken on more um, 
more responsibility and advising us on all our accessibility and disability issues at the museum. And so, you know, right from the get-go, we were really blessed to work with folks who invested their time and energy into guiding the physical construction of the space and who today guide us in terms of how we work with the, uh, the disability community and how we ought to reflect the principles of human rights and dignity in everything we do um, from events to our exhibition construction to how we, how we update and amend the physical building that, that we live in. Um, and so we've been really blessed to, to have that guidance along the way. And I'd be remiss not to, not to say thank you to, to those folks because they've really invested a, a huge amount of time in helping this institution become what it is today and helping it continue to get better. And I hope to see it get better, but I hope to see it if I, if I ever come to Winnipeg. When do you think we can make that happen? Well, well, fun fact, I was supposed to fly to Canada this year, but unfortunately couldn't because I got COVID. No, <laughs> yeah, it's sorry fun. to hear Don't that. Get COVID. Don't, Don't get COVID. Good, good yeah. advice for everyone around the world, I think. <laughs> yeah, and well, thank you, Mr. McLeod, for being here today. And believe me, we want to. If you ever plan on going on traveling to Winnipeg, please go to the go to the Canadian Human Rights Museum. It's probably like the number one thing you should the first thing you should do in Winnipeg once you leave the airport. Yeah, we look forward to welcoming everybody. You know, now that travel restrictions have relaxed somewhat, um, you know, flights obviously, you know, it's always tricky, and you've got to plan ahead a little bit more than we maybe used to with air travel, but. Um, you know, it's, it's, I think one of the things that the pandemic has made us appreciate is what a privilege it is to move around the world as we're used to doing, to going to explore new places and getting to take in new things. And so certainly for me, you know, it's been a real privilege and watching visitors come back to the museum from all around the world and explore it again has been a real privilege as well. So if any of your listeners are thinking about a visit to Winnipeg, thinking about a visit uh, to the museum, you know, I strongly encourage them to, to check us out online. We're at humanrights.ca or you can find us uh, in person here in Winnipeg at uh, right here in the middle of Winnipeg at, at the Forks. So yeah, we welcome everyone to come on down. Yeah. And thank you for being here today and we'll see you guys next time. Please like, share, leave a review. All that. And see you guys in the next episode.